Welcome to the New Monks. This podcast is dedicated to those of us on the journey of evolution. Through these episodes, we will dive into the lives of individual people and discover what they have learnt and how they have handled their growth. We believe that we all have wisdom to be shared with each other and can learn from listening to each other's stories. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you feel like leaving us a review and sharing the love, that would be greatly appreciated. So this is just a heads up because, you know, there's a lot of information that is coming to light at the moment. And through these episodes, each person is going to share a different side of that for them. Now, this isn't to say that every single thing that is shared here is going to be 100% accurate, you know. It's just not where we are right now. It's just not the case of the unravelling and the disclosures that are being revealed to us. Obviously, things are always, always changing. And in one moment, something can be so real and so true. And the next moment is completely shifted and changed into something else. This is the journey of evolution. This is the journey of incension that we are going through right now. So this is just an invitation that you're discernment is really really important as always as usual please take what resonates and leave the rest thank you welcome back to the new monks podcast in this episode i'm talking to claire and we discuss the transformation that she has been going through recently even though obviously there's always a build-up to that with the training that she did and the learning and the work that she did before that But ultimately, we speak a lot about what happened in 2020 when she opened and activated her light language. And yeah, some people might not know what that is, but she details it in quite a descriptive way. So if you would like to learn more about this, do tune in here and check the links as well in the information in the description to head to her Instagram. So she's also offering an online course, which sounds amazing. This episode really is talking about the process of coming into wholeness and what that truly means in a very practical way. And she offers different models of viewing ourselves. So viewing our body and not just as our physical body, but including our emotional body, our mental body, spiritual body, and then our light body, which I've heard quite a bit about and a lot of people in specific communities anyway are, are speaking about this light body, you know, what, what, what does it truly mean? And Claire offers a very, very practical and in a way that makes sense description and, and map of how this transformation that we're all going through right now is taking place in a 3D physical reality. And then towards the end, she also offers her perspective on the way that the world is going and again how that relates to this inner journey and being able to really encompass the wholeness of our multi-dimensional selves so i hope you enjoyed this episode it was really really great for me just really filling in pieces of the puzzle and yeah because i feel like yeah there's a it's a really good of understanding ourselves and what's taking place thank you 
Hi, Claire. Thank you so much for being here and uh, wanting to be open and share your story. You are so welcome, Jess. Thank you for inviting me. It's such an honor and a privilege. Oh, and it's so lovely to actually be here in this moment with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's really great to have you. So how I usually begin is just if we just both take a few deep breaths in and out. And then just tell us how you're feeling right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling present. I'm feeling content. And I'm feeling warm. I just had a cacao. <laughs> so I was really feeling that in my heart space. Um, and yeah, it just felt, it felt really nice to take those deep breaths because that's actually how I start all of my client sessions. I always wow. like, yeah guide people to connect to their inner light mm. and really feel that so that was what I was connecting to there and it just yeah it felt really nice to be receiving that <laughs> yeah I love that you also do that mm. yeah I think it's always really good to start like that because it's just like you said the inner light let's just focus inward for a moment <laughs> yes because yeah. we can answer that question then when someone says how do you feel and it can be from a place of oh, I think I am and we answer from the mental body whereas when we really yeah. take a few breaths and drop in it's oh I feel content you know mm. I think peace there's deeper emotions in play there and I think sometimes they can be bypassed and um, depending on where we're answering from wow that, yeah that's so true mm. It's, yeah, to really get the authenticity of how you're actually feeling. Mm, you know, because the response so often I know in Ireland is, I'm grand, I'm good, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like an immediate kind of reaction to it. Because we, are, we get asked it so many times, right? <laughs> so often. And I actually have a practice now. I check myself when I say I'm good. Wow or I'm grand, as we might say in Ireland. Yeah. And my checking, my process is, am I? Mm. Where did that answer come from? Because you know that that's a default and that you're sharing that from a reaction place because of the question, as opposed to even taking one breath or a moment or a second to really drop in and say, mm, am I good? actually I'm a bit anxious or I'm a bit off or there's something I'm thinking about that's ruminating a little if I'm honest and that mm. might actually be the answer as opposed to the default I'm good or I'm grand yeah so when do you do the check-in as soon as someone asks the question as soon as someone asks or if I say good 
okay. I'll check in after because because I know I've responded from that reactive place and I haven't checked in. And then I may follow up with actually, thanks for asking. This is how I really feel. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's so true. I mean, I feel like this is conversation has happened. I've had been in it a few times when, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not even just the answer. It's also the person who's asking because are they really asking you? You know what I mean? <laughs> How you're feeling as well? Because <laughs> sometimes it's just this, you know, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny, and it's so funny what we respond i've been i take a lot of note of language that we use in our everyday that has just become nuance and yes. not really realizing what we're saying like one being the answer to how are you i'm busy or not even the i'm bit busy and that being enough of an answer and the other person responding oh me too i'm busy mm. And that that's the that's the connection and that's the meet and greet and the give exchange. No one has actually shared an emotion, how they're feeling, as something that feels authentic and true to an internal space. It's an external, this is what's happening. I'm doing so much in my life. Yes, yeah, so true, man. I love how the word used nuanced mm. language. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a whole conversation. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like about actually tuning into our bodies and allowing ourselves to feel because you're so right with the language you use. A lot of the time we're not actually expressing how we're feeling. <laughs> Completely. We're operating from this mental body space. And when we are to be integrated as human beings, or just as our whole self, we have our physical emotional body mental body spiritual body and the work I do actually is once they're integrated those four bodies then we can elevate into our light body Mm. but until we bring the awareness to all aspects of ourselves then we are not really communicating as that's what we're talking about now but operating from a grounded integrated space like if we think about our emotional body is the bridge between the physical and the mental. So that's the place of actually realizing that when we respond only from the mental body in that thinking space, that's actually all we're acknowledging and not the emotional body and not the physical body. And this is how so much of our thought process is, may they be um, positive or negative, whatever that is, ruminate into our emotional body and stagnate then in the physical body and vice versa you know the physical also creating challenge friction tension with the mental body when it's in a lower space or it's not well you know we all know that feeling when we feel unwell and I know me and you just had a conversation before this about feeling physically off at the beginning of the week and I'm sure quite a lot of people may be able to resonate with this because of moon energies or intense energies or our physical body needing to rest so I res like really resonate with that because I was absolutely exhausted I slept for I don't know how many hours maybe 14 15 hours on Monday but I could sense my mental body 
wanting to turn that into negativity because my physical body was in that lower space needing nurturing needing care needing kindness but the pathway of messaging was going through my my emotional body to my to my mental body you know trying to create story that this was negative as opposed to actually balancing in a place of okay I understand why that's happening in my mental body because my physical body is not where it usually is okay and you know it's like a seesaw even <laughs> you're trying to you're balancing but you're mm. connecting to all bodies at all times so that you are mm. integrated yeah and then um, and then maybe understanding you need the rest and then saying okay it's okay you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow that's so interesting i think um i think a lot of people don't necessarily know that there are these other aspects so it can be quite difficult, like you say, to even integrate, you know. Mm. And I always think that one thing that's so important is that we just, the society teaches us not to feel. So now we have to figure out how do we begin to do that again, you know. Mm. Like that is the process. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really resonate and I hear that um, I was, on a bus yesterday and I just had this moment where I was looking at a amazing woman who had three children and the three children they were quite young but active enough to be like jumping up and down and full of life and excitement so the three children were completely taunting each other (laughs) like teasing each other and rising each other and so the all the emotions were happening between the three and there was like anger there was happiness there was sadness there was rage (laughs) and I witnessed it in a space of looking at and this was not in any ways at the mother but it was looking at socialization and how we when children are in their fullest expression like we see children and they're like oh I'm happy oh I'm sad oh I'm angry you know their full expression mm. but if it ever becomes too much like if the shouting is too much or if the laughter is too loud there is a constant shh, stop can't make noise wow, so and true, yeah. this is the programming that begins at such an early yes. age and it was I was witnessing this from a perspective of like emotion so when we are actually learning how to process our emotions so if it's a process of learning how to process anger or learning how to develop absolute happiness within us and a trauma happens in our childhood or we're very much programmed to suppress that emotion of anger we actually never learn then how to fully process that emotion so this is the journey then as adults yeah we then are faced with anger and it's so alien to us because we never actually finished the whole journey of learning how to process we didn't do the degree we just did one semester and we're trying to graduate on how to actually process the anger of emotion and this is what we're actually returning to because Mm. there's so much shutting down and confinement and restriction on us all as we have grown up and as we have you know yeah 
expanded into our adulthood, but our emotional growth for some of us is actually still at a child. Yeah. And it's still quite stunted. So this is once again, the balancing act. We're trying to let our nervous system know that it's okay to share these emotions. Mm. And because we've given our mental body more attention because that's where the restriction can happen it's then when we try and take away the attention the focus from the mental body there can be massive resistance like our ego got the opportunity to strengthen because we gave you know we gave it that we gave it the focus we gave it the attention so then it had the opportunity to go oh no 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 you don't allow that emotion out so now we're reprogramming and rewiring that to say okay, I'm actually shifting my attention away from the mental body. It's okay, ego. You're still, I'm still with you, but I'm going to give more attention to my emotional body, which actually didn't get the focus it needed and attention to learn how to fully process. And this yeah. is that this is the journey that yes. so many of us are on, or myself, yeah. <laughs> have on, been on an eternal student. Yes. <laughs> this is the journey. Yes, I love that. Yeah, so true. And totally this thing about childhood, things that happen in childhood is where it all begins. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's the framework that we learn how to navigate our lives. And it's like, if you only did the one semester, <laughs> you know. But yeah, totally, I've been through that whole experience myself as well, realizing, oh, hang on a minute, this has started from way back and it's just still here. Um, but I'm so really interested in the way you portrayed the different bodies and how mm. you yourself came to these realizations and and you know started realizing hang on I need to be integrating more other aspects mm. of myself and and continuing on to the different semesters <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah thank you for that question as you were asking I was in my mind's eye going where that come from actually yeah, okay. <laughs> and so I have a very strong connection with spirit and my guides and I channel I channel light language I channel in English being my native tongue and I'm also an intuitive so quite a lot of information comes to me and a lot of the work that I share is channeled information that has been guided to me which is embedded also now within my system and why I say that is anything that's channeled to you is also an internal reflection of you because it's never only spirit that's coming to you spirit comes to you through you and it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. divine dance of the human and the soul self so any of the work I share is a beautiful accumulation or cauldron of creation of my lifetime and my learnings and how I have you know learned to share coaching and healing with people in my own personal experience and then there is the beautiful guidance that I receive from spirit or my Mm. guide which when I bring these together through my work I have a deep resonance and a deep connection when I know my work is aligned that I'm sharing and that's where my information has come from it's 
my background in coaching, NLP, reprogramming, hypnosis, more so for the mental body work. And then I've also worked with energy as well and Reiki and light language and channeling all of those beautiful energies. And then the physical body being or exercise or movement or food, which is a massive part of my also human makeup. It's a way that I support myself. And then the emotional body being that bridge that I spoke about intertwining into all of those. So that's how this has come into fruition. And my work then elevates people into their light body. So our light body is the highest vibration that we will ever be. And it's our whole self, like the light body encapsulates our auric field, our energetic field, our ego being our personality, you know, our inner child also. It also encapsulates all the bodies, our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual body. So it's actually our whole self and it's quantified in like potent frequencies. And when I work with the light as the light is my tool of choice that I bring through all of my work, that's the space that we're elevating people to, which is a space of the higher our light quotient is in our light body, the more peaceful we are. It even moves us past places of joy and happiness. Like when we are fully integrated and in this space where we move into peace, we move into complete peace and ease. But the only way for us to move into that space is for the other aspects of us to be integrated mm. yeah wow you said so much so i just yeah so what is it how you how what are the different models that you see so it's the physical body physical body the emotional body yeah mental body yeah. and then the spiritual body and then once they're integrated okay those four then we can elevate into the light body wow i love this Mm. and it's the space then of realizing that like knowing that we are whole we are one or 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 self as a person we're one it's not about everyone else being one which you know everyone is whole but it's it's thinking about our whole self like really and this this comes back to full reflection of who we are, you know, knowing that, oh my God, all my actions are connected. My thought process can connect to this. My emotions connect to this. My physical body connects to this. My ailments, my spiritual connection of meditation supports this. And what can happen sometimes with people, and I also operated from this space at one stage, so my work is very embodied as well, that we focus so much on one area. So we focus on the spiritual body and we are elevating, we are meditating, we are assuming we're going to be levitating in a really short space of time, you know? And so everything, yes. we are tunnel vision, spiritual body, amazing great that you've committed so much to your spiritual body but how is the rest of your body yes that is so true that's so true yeah you know and i feel like you can resonate deeply with that how's your mental body how's that space how's your physical body do you feel physically strong do you feel healthy in yourself 
this is such a great model I find because exactly you know sometimes you meet people and then in some ways it seems like there's something missing like they've got some crazy knowledge and then it's just like yeah but why are they being rude or something you know what I mean and it's like wait a minute there's something going on here where's that and it's like if we are and I always think you know if this is the journey and the goal is to be activating our light body then it's just like but surely that some things need to be in place you know yeah so much I hear you like I've met so many powerful medicine men women people who I have sat in their ceremony space and gone wow like you are powerful your work is fabulous like I'm so in awe of you but wow actually maybe your ego is not balanced it's not integrated or perhaps your you know your physical body actually it's it seems quite frail or it seems it it doesn't feel connected to that space and I know there was like one woman I spent quite a bit of time with who like honestly her spiritual connection was phenomenal I cannot even explain how connected this woman was and the reverence I have for her ability and connection what she brings to this earth wow but if there was a cup out of place in the house like that would literally bring that beautiful woman to tears Mm. and it was the space of wow what's happening in the mental body there Mm. what's creating that much dis-ease over a misplaced cup Mm. and there's so much magic going on in the spiritual body it's like ah is there a call or an invitation maybe to shift focus into these other spaces that there's dis-ease being created that's affecting the rest of your bodies yeah 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 that's yeah I totally see that and it's almost like it's not to say anything other than to acknowledge that there is a kind of map you know what I mean Mm. that this is where we can work and integrate and and it's really good when you have that because then you you know and actually sometimes I thought it was a bit confusing because sometimes you think someone who's doing some certain kind of training or teaching they're gonna get all these other things as well and then (laughs) they kind of don't and you're like hang on a minute what funny yeah (laughs) (laughs) i hear you sister um so the physical body is obviously the physical body right Mm -hmm. and then the mental is just when we thinking it's the thinking mind right Mm -hmm. and then emotional body is feelings Mm -hmm. is there anything else with that because i feel like emotions also kind of like store this energy right Yes. Yeah. Well, everything is energy. And it's when we think, even I've said the word think, when we think, depending on how that processes in the mental body, then it translates to a feeling. Mm. And then it translates into or converted into the emotion that's stored within us. And then that can ruminate within the body. And so this is the space of the bridge. 
for our emotional bodies. So it can stagnate. Like you said, it's the energy that can be created there. And it's even like when we think about how much is actually happening in each moment, like when I speak to you now, this is 5% of my communication, my actual spoken word. So there is so much more happening in that space, that 95 other percent space of energy exchange, of body language, of, you know, like liked codes beyond what we have realization for. So that's all happening. Mm. And that information, all of that information, even the 5% and the rest of it is being downloaded into the body through emotions. It needs a bridge in which to connect to the physical body and the emotions is that bridge space. And this mm. is the place that it's triggered to past memories within us as well. Because quite a lot of time when we're triggered, we, you know, a lot of people use the word trigger. Yeah. Or, yeah, you know, we know trigger happy. It's like, okay, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> So that has connected to an emotion that we felt mm. in our past or as a child. And then this is what creates the behavior patterns. This is what actually connects to the physical body and the actions that we start to take. Then yes. Because that's the space also that the emotions are connected to. They store memory. Yeah. So it's that space. So when the mental body goes to this, place this bridge space feelings to emotions and then is actually connected to our physical body because when we as children also again create belief systems in our mind in the mental body a belief we may have then we connect the emotion to it and then we action it yeah and so this is the space where our actions and behaviors are affected then and that can be how we continue our entire life until we bring awareness to what's happening and mm. actually the f- emotional body can be such a support tool to connect to to unlock those behaviors yeah. and patterns and actually find the deeper beliefs that are within there yeah, you know definitely. that space of wh- where it's always coming back to I'm not enough sometimes yes. for so many of us and it comes yeah. back and it ah, okay, what is that attached to? What's that belief? And once we start to rework that belief, which the beauty of any belief is as much as we learned that behavior, we can unlearn it and we can reprogram it. And then that's the part where the physical body can take another action Mm. through this redefined space that we brought awareness to. So that's an example of our mental going to the emotion, going to the physical. Yes. How it can actually be reversed yeah. as well and reprogrammed. Wow, I love it. I, it's so interconnected. It's like you really get to see how it's all working together. And I mm. love what you said earlier about being one, but us being one as a whole mm. within our, all of these different bodies. And I felt, yeah, because the other day I was thinking about the whole one oneness thing and I thought, but when you... It's just such a reflection because when you realize that we are all a reflection of each other, then I feel like it also helps you to bring that unity within yourself, you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, the important part. It's not just the mental like concept of just saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know? Yeah, completely. Yes, our mental body gets so much attention. And this is why mm. the ego gets to become overpowering. And then it, there's also this, you know, new, I think, perception that the ego is the body. You yes. know, the ego is the negative one, but it's like anyone. It can, if we give something who is we've realized perhaps getting more attention and then this attention actually is not serving because we're taking away from the rest of us mm. and we're giving all the attention to I'm going to say a child again if you had four children four or five children you only give attention to one what happens to yes. that journey for the other four children mm. and this one who has become inflated you know become this a child who's actually has its own different ways that it needs to be like looked after in its a particular way there's the inflation the ego the you know they they feel so expanded and in turn the rest of us feels deflated and ignored or not within the importance level of the child who's getting all the attention and why I'm bringing that in is because that's what can happen but what you beautifully said then is that space of inner unity being ah mm. oh wow I bring the love the equal love to all of the children in me or to all of the bodies in me mm -hmm. and that's the space then where we really start to like this is self-love this is self-love yes. loving all of us like, this is acceptance this is wholeness loving our body loving the emotions good bad or indifferent that come up that we accept and embrace them loving the mental body loving like it it's ah wow this is a deeper level of love and whole acceptance mm. and the fact that we see our human body as oh wow I see my human self mm. not as something I need to escape from because that's what can happen so often especially if someone is giving a lot of energy to the spiritual body but it's actually how can I fully embrace my physical self and see that my human whole self is actually my vehicle to ascend through. Yes. You know, because, yeah, it's completely like our soul yes. shows this exact body. It did not choose someone else's body. It shows this body yeah. as the highly tuned vehicle for our soul. Yes. And this is a beautiful saying I've got from Lee Harris, who explains it like that. And it's this space of, ah, if we fully accept our whole self being our human self, that's true expansion. Like that's ascension. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, even this conversation, I'm really feeling it. It's just mm. like, oh yeah, wait, everything's here. And um, oh, I love it. So the spiritual body then, this is, I'm guessing, the parts that we don't necessarily see. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and spirituality, 
even when I use that word, I use it very loosely because it has okay. its own interpretation for everyone. Yes. And what what is a gradient of spiritual? But I use it as a reference space of when we start to move a little bit beyond the matter, the matter being the physical the space of okay this is what I see in my 3d reality in my space of you know getting up in the morning getting on the tube getting to work getting dinner getting home and then something kind of starts to arise where we look for ease we're looking for peace we're looking for something to support that space and for many people that might look like meditation for other people that might look like gratitude it might look like mindfulness it may look like sitting in a field (laughs) it might look like you know swimming but it's creating a place of presence within you and that's what we're coming back to and then for other people it may be energy work and you know, for you, I know you're super connected. So your spiritual body may be in a space where you're connecting to really high frequencies and, you know, like energetic connections that are, you know, I'm sure beyond. And so everyone's level of spiritual body is going to be different. But that's the space. I would explain it as when we start connecting to something beyond the matter. Yeah. And we're using different tools and means to do that to create that space of presence within us so is that including chakras and say like your aura and yeah 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 most definitely your chakras your auric field your merkaba yeah like different spaces of there's so much reference in that spiritual body space yeah and but it how i would explain it in a way to connect to is it what is the means by which you connect beyond the matter, connect into that space mm-hmm. of, ah, I'm connecting to myself, to this other feeling of peace, that presence within, you know, that that space of, oh, okay, actually I've, I've, I've noticed that I'm becoming very stressed actually in a situation. What is a way that allows me to connect perhaps in a different way to my spiritual body to bring me Pete to bring me into presence mm. and that would be that space and for some people they're super connected in that place and for other people they may be starting to open up to that now and it's like you know you may know and I definitely know that feeling of there is more there's yes. more to this that that feeling starts to become a bit more intense I know there is more mm. to this reality Mm. hey what is it what am I being driven to am I going to start to listen to my intuition now Mm. am I going to start to maybe not always operate from the mind again now I also give my intuition space that allows me to drive me or to guide me to different areas that will expand my spiritual body oh wow okay I've ended up in this Reiki course or I'm with this channeling teacher I'm in this healing session I have no idea why I'm here but I'm here (laughs) this is the space where we start to expand that body have you do you remember always having that feeling there's more (laughs) yes 
I really, really do. And this is something I reflect on so often. So as a child, I always used to say to myself and to others, I know that all of us, that everyone has a unique gift. I used to wonder and be, yeah, imagine if everyone got into their unique gift figured it out and I know everyone has something really unique with them I don't know what it is but if you find it you will be absolutely limitless and I consistently had this thought like it was undeniable and always into my 20s into my 30s and then when that space and I always knew there was more I knew there was more within me And it was this, and I would say as a child and as a teenager, it felt uneasy. It felt uneasy how much I knew there was more and I wasn't reaching my full potential. Mm. And that was due to my own mental illness, escapism that I was using different means of addiction to not be present, like we spoke about earlier, and not be connected to my human self. Mm -hmm. And... There was also a part of me that thought, uh, I remember a friend used to say to me, do you just want to be famous? Jokes. <laughs> I, I used to wonder, I was like, do you want to be famous? Is that what I think the more is? Is that, yeah. is that what I feel <laughs> this internal feeling is? And that was the thought process I thought about. Yeah. And when I then opened up to my light language and my channel that happened through plant medicine about well, over a year and a half ago and um, now and then when my full self was activated it was like this flicking through the back catalog of like ding, 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 of oh this is the more this wow is the more that I've always felt. I had this instant feeling of home Mm. and returning and reconnection. And, oh, the uneasiness is gone. Mm. The dis-ease in myself. Actually, the anxiety I have experienced and had experienced acute anxiety from a young age up until this moment, really, and it all dissipated and wow. it was this space of oh wow and I, I didn't it wasn't like I knew then what the future looked like or what the meaning of all of that was in that moment it was that I had this feeling then of oh this is the more I don't know what the more is I, I I'm not, can't encapsulate it in words but i tune into how I feel and wow I feel at peace yes now you know maybe I'm not going to be Oprah that's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think this anxiety thing is huge because I think most of us experience that I feel like this this world is just set up in that way Mm -hmm. and totally you even mentioned it now it's like coming back to peace Mm -hmm. yeah it's huge but so what happened with the plant medicine? So how did that come about? How did you find it? Mm. And, yeah. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me <all. laughs> 
Um, so I have been studying plant medicine for six years now. I first set medicine with ayahuasca in the jungle, in the Amazon and Ecuador and Peru. And that was one of my biggest journeys when I set it in the Amazon in Peru. Wow, that ceremony blew me right open in regards to my programming. Um, I had a eating disorder from a young age, young teenage age, right up until then. I was in, I had started my recovery journey a couple of years, but I had not spoken about the disorder for 17 years. I had kept it all secret and internalized. And that was the space where my shame of that dis-ease in my body and my mental illness was allowed to once again continue to grow within me and fester within me until I broke that silence through the ayahuasca. I remember I spoke to the shaman first and then my friend and that opening of the doorway was the biggest step in my road to recovery. It was huge for me to finally walk this journey away from you know the anxiety I was carrying because my eating disorder was very connected to my acute anxiety so that was like the first opening step through plant medicine Um, and then after that I set different times in Ireland and Spain different places generally with ayahuasca would have been my preferred medicine of choice through that stage of my plant medicine journey And then when I sat in Ireland with a dear, dear friend of mine in, that was September 13th, I call this actually my light rebirth. (laughs) And I set that medicine journey. It was one night of ayahuasca. And And this is the one you mentioned a year and a half ago. This is the year and a half ago one, yes, back in 2020. And I set that ceremony and went into the ceremony with you know the intention of opening and had not really heard about light language that much I had seen two different workshops on it that I had been in presence in and a woman I was working online with also shared her beautiful light code so I'd had more experience very recently with it like and I was like oh I was really drawn to it so I met a woman the night before my ceremony, who I knew was a light language speaker. And I felt to ask her every single question that I could on light language. I was like, tell me it all. What does it sound like? Do you know what you're saying? Are you in a meditative state? What's happening? Tell me everything. So I drilled her for questions. Obviously, spirit was guiding me to that. So I would have this information during the ceremony when mine actually opened up and one thing she had said to me was you move away from the left mind being our logical mind and you allow the right brain to flow which I Mm. have trained in hypnosis so it was a similar process and I was like okay I can kind of understand that and yeah then in that ceremony that was the space that I opened 
hugely. My whole being opened. My third eye, my, you know, channel, my light language, everything. I, it just sat there. And at one stage, I didn't sat, I was lying on the ground, actually. And my language just began to flow. I was lying there with another beautiful man and he had been making sounds also like kind of clicky noises and animal noises during his ceremony and then I lay there and then just this language the light language came through me and that was that feeling instantly of oh wow this doesn't feel unnatural this actually feels really natural and it feels like I'm coming home I'm returning back to my whole self Mm. and it was this beautiful space of me in that journey and then the guy beside me the beautiful man also started to speak his own light language and we both lay there in unison with our own beautiful light codes and language flowing through us and really receiving spirit receiving spirit in such a tangible way of wow like this is beyond anything I've ever experienced. This is beyond this 3D reality that I thought was everything. Oh, wow. This is now flowing through me. I'm receiving universal codes in this moment. I'm receiving universal light in this moment. Have I always been receiving this and I have not brought awareness to this? Or have I been blocking what I've been receiving through my own programming and through my own conditioning. And it was like this opening beyond what we know to what we could know and what this reality is. And for me, this journey started then of just, wow, what the F is coming through me? Do you know what I mean? Like I, I even when people speak to me and say, Claire, what is that language flowing through you? Like it sounds... And it's interesting what comes back to me. Some people are like, it sounds mental. And I'm like, yeah, I hear you because I also thought that. But it's interesting that that's what our first thought is when we yeah. hear this. Yeah. It's not something we understand. Yeah. So we use the language like we spoke about at the start of this as that sounds mental. I think you've gone crazy. Yes. Like, Am I crazy because... I've stepped outside of the program. Hey. <laughs> you know, is that is that crazy that I'm bringing through source codes and light codes of universal connection to people? That's crazy. Hey, it, you call that crazy? <laughs> you, you call that crazy. But then when we're in, when you're in work and you say I'm mental busy, that's also crazy. Yes. We're driving ourselves around, you know, and it's. Yeah, it's that quote. I love it. It's, it's it's not a measure of good health to be adjusted to a, a sick society you know yeah exactly <laughs> you know so it's just an, it's an interesting reframe because yeah what came to me in that moment was my wholeness was my wow, wow this is actually who this is all of me I'm a multi-dimensional being mm-hmm. beyond what I have comprehension of And now I've just accessed Mm. another part of my soul in this lifetime. Fuck me. Am I limitless? Yes, I am. You know, (laughs) what else can I access? 
that happened in one instant that happened in an instant and it's fascinating to really think about that and after I left that ceremony I didn't even really know what was happening like I started to journal and I was journaling like literally ways to raise the consciousness of humanity for months I didn't even I was like what the hell is even happening like usually I'm journaling can't believe that person didn't write back to me or I didn't get this done today and reflecting on this to this is how the frequencies of love and unity will elevate the vibration of humanity through it and I'm just I'm like sorry what's happening and it was this fascinating journey of what am I accessing what's happening what am I downloading okay, there's more here than I even have the comprehension of in this moment. And I was living in a city in Ireland, in Dublin, and it became really obvious to me. My soul just started to speak louder. When we start to really elevate this spiritual body that we've been speaking about and into this light body space, it's like your soul and intuition start to really scream as opposed to like subtly whisper that like we can't be in a city anymore I can't be in this environment it's too much for your system mm. so yeah. it was it was too much for me to be in a city it was not serving me and I also didn't realize that I needed community to support me and mm. um, like I was in Ireland but I felt really alone and I felt really isolated mm in this journey of bringing through all of this new information you know even for my mental body to comprehend this ways that we can raise the consciousness of humanity and my whole self was like going what what's actually happening my old self was so not capable of comprehending it so there was a lot of resistance and restriction and you know that the letting that part of me letting that old and it's not old I don't like to use the word old that part of me that clung to the program that kept it safe that thought that this was the level of consciousness that it knew and something blew it completely out of what I perceived my true reality to be was no longer so that part was dying that part was was grieving I was letting that part go to allow this new elevation of consciousness to come through me and so that was all happening as well at the same time and you know it it, it seemed it was intense definitely and this is why mm. I feel there's a call to really support people and the ones of us who have chosen the journey to do the work and to, you know, elevate to the on these spiritual awakening journeys, because it can seem really scary when we don't have yeah. the support and the awareness of, OK, you know what? My mental body actually needs a bit of support here to mm -hmm. just let this go. OK, mm -hmm. these emotions are OK. This is actually me clearing childhood trauma great I'm not having a mental breakdown perfect you know someone to give us those guidance and that reassurance that that's what's happening and that was then the space that actually brought me to Ibiza because 
my soul was, you know, telling me to not be in a city anymore. But where it actually brought me was to Ibiza, where I connected with such a beautiful community and like-minded souls going through so many similar journeys who could resonate and support me and guide me and find teachers and people who could really hold that space and be with like-minded souls because we also as humans thrive connection and community and understanding and resonance so that was that journey that shifted from that whole channel mm-hmm. opening to come back to your question because <laughs> <laughs> I went way away there <laughs> yeah wow thank you for sharing um, it's amazing I feel like yeah even though it felt so natural there was still the whole like letting go of you know and it, that's still a process that has to be acknowledged as well and mm-hmm. totally resonate with a lot of what you said about it can be scary it's just unknown it's the unknown Mm-hmm. So for me, one of the biggest things that I fell into was just surrender. I felt like that was so important. Mm-hmm. Just trust and surrender, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it, mm-hmm. and also the the support because I've definitely when like my awakening happened, I just I was in the city, like and no one around me really. Mm-hmm. I had one friend who's been really helpful. He's actually trained NLP as well. Oh great. <laughs> yeah it is it's crazy isn't it it's like this journey where it's just like oh my god what is happening to me yeah literally what is happening i hear and resonate so deeply yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's fascinating we can't even explain it yeah and maybe this is the part of us that we really want to explain it and there's energies at play that are beyond our mind you know also and this is again when we come back to our mental body being given so much focus through our lifetime understand it explain it you know that's how we receive information and there's so much more happening yeah at all times there's so much information in everything that's beyond what we have comprehension of And when we start to also allow that to be received in ways and integrated and, you know, downloaded, then we're in a space of, ah, okay, I surrender. Just like you said, I surrender and I trust. Yeah, Yeah, even though it's unknown. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to ask you some questions about the, what you just explained. I feel like, yeah, you said you're, uh third eye opened completely yes and your connection really opened i always see that process as like uh you know your when you open your chakras it's not necessarily like the door just opens and closes yeah sometimes it can be incremental mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, what do you think about that and how it happened for you yes i would love to share one second i've realized i'm just gonna plug in my oh uh, yeah sure okay that's the thought um yes really resonating and hearing you with the incremental and I think that this is and I'm glad that you highlighted that because sometimes there can be the perception that also we sit in a plant medicine ceremony like I explained and said the sentence 
my third eye opened and my light channel opened. Yes, it opened then maybe to a greater extent, but that yeah. was from the accumulation of years of work. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> years of work and it, this is something I myself have worked through uh, a bit of an imposter syndrome when my light codes came through my language came through and I was just my codes were so strong they were coming through daily they were ramping up and just the energy and my guidance and spirit was like these are here for you to share and they're actually here for you to teach others and to activate wow. and support others to activate their codes so like, this was coming uh, yeah it was just it was coming through so strongly but then my ego and all the rest yes. of my, my mind was like who am I to share this yes I that woman has been sharing light codes for 10 years and I'm here mm. six months in and I mm. I feel it's okay to share my light codes with people and that thought process was in play until exactly what I'm talking about the fact that no 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 I have been working on myself for at least 10 years now of meditation yoga self-development personal growth coaching therapist plant medicine learning to be a coach learning Reiki learning energy healing learning you know different Celtic energy everything and Oh, okay. So yes, it's the accumulation of all of that work over my lifetime that brought me to a place where my light channel was finally feeling that I was integrated enough to open and that I could support the energies mm -hmm. that I was bringing through from a really grounded place. Mm -hmm. So that's the journey, I believe. All of this is my intuitive mm -hmm. perception of my reality that I'm operating from and to come back then to your question about the third eye you know I had been working with the chakras I had been working with Reiki and doing my different trainings and that and energy work so when I say it fully opened even I might explain it as well I know Reiki when you get an attunement I would see purple and mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily actually a visual person like I'm yeah um clairsentient and claircognizant so I feel and I know but yeah. sometimes visuals come in and what happened in that plant medicine journey was that my, it was it was a physical pain in my third eye like I had to actually like put my forehead on the ground for a long period of time I can't remember because it was sore to just even sit up and all I could see was purple so I knew there was a massive activation happening it felt like what maybe I had received in the Reiki attunement like <laughs> on steroids I was like what is happening mm -hmm. so I believe that that was a deeper activation and a further opening through the medicine. Yeah. So I don't believe that would have happened if I hadn't done the previous work to build the support system and lay the foundation Yeah. so that we can actually, you know, create yeah. a beautiful palace of creation yeah. that we're building. Yeah, I think that's important. I mean, some I've, maybe it happens like that for some people. It's spontaneous and just goes boom. But I think mm. yeah, it's definitely 
there's always when you reflect back you can always see oh okay well actually mm-hmm. but um so what about your journey before then How, like was there a definite or definitive moment where um something happened where you started to you know open yourself up to this world of spirituality or mm. kind of always into it um so i believe it was my recovery journey through the eating disorder i had it had been since i was very young i was restricting my food and maybe 11 or so that began and then the disorder really started since I was about 14 and as I journeyed with that I as I had mentioned kept it fully secret so I had fully disassociated from an entire part of my life and I've become very skilled (laughs) and I'm very (laughs) stealth (laughs) in the art of (laughs) disassociation from all of those years of practice um, but then it became more present in my mid-20s that, okay, this is not sustainable. And so my anxiety was in such a high place that it started to really, the call to support myself. And I was drawn then to yoga and I was drawn to meditation. And it was actually, I remember I used mm. to sit in yoga and that would actually bring some peace through my body, mm. through my emotions and my mental body. And then when I would lie down in Shavasana, for many people may have had this, but for me, that was my doorway to meditation. Those five minutes of Shavasana, once my physical body had chilled, was pure bliss. I could not believe how peaceful I felt for five minutes. And um, so that was what started to build that journey then it was like okay more yoga and then it started the meditation journey which for me was a long <laughs> journey to get to that space of even a 10 minute meditation it was very very baby steps because my mind was very active and that really started the journey then of meditation becoming that place and then, yeah, that was my spiritual journey beginning. And then I started to open up to a lot more, you know, sound healings and different types of energy work when I lived in Australia. And it was, member. it was actually a coach that I saw in um, an office I used to work in. He was actually Mick Fanning's coach, you know, the surfer. Um, and he was big in Australia when okay. I lived there. So... <laughs> And I just have that reference point. I remember I was in a job at that time and I was working with a therapist to support myself on my healing journey. And we had started to shift our focus into actually my purpose work of what would support me and what did I want to do actually when now I could start after my healing this Mm -hmm. disorder, actually what would light me up? And I remember seeing this coach and he was supporting us in workplace wellness and mindset and when I saw him I went ah this is it this is what I want to do and this is how I want to help people so that was the shift from say me solely working in my spiritual body to then starting to train as a coach and a wellness coach to also bring that in as 
we receive healing ourselves at all times, but then to want the desire and want to support people in that space. Mm, so interesting. Yeah, I just remembered that you said that that first ceremony that you did and you were able to actually open up about the eating disorder. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing because I feel like being able to communicate is such a big part mm. of your healing, you know? <laughs> and I love the way you describe it. It's like this part that was hidden. And you're right, when we're fully integrated, there's no need to hide anything, you know? <laughs> it's open, we can talk about it, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes, and it's this speaking and actually expressing of who we truly are, what is true to us and how we really feel. Like this is the journey all ways. And the deeper we know ourselves, the deeper we actually know who we are, how we show up in this world, how we communicate in this world and what it is that we actually desire as our most lit up self, our most expanded self, then we are the ones that create that in our reality. You know, I was working through this actually really recently with a client being in a space of communication like you spoke of. And it's, well, how do you communicate? What makes you feel safe and secure mm. in a communication exchange? And for this person, what makes them feel comfortable and safe is knowledge. They desire knowledge. They have a curious mind and they would like information from a communication exchange. So the next step of that is to bring the awareness to that, because what we actually spoke about then was when we don't receive the communication that we desire, say the questions that needed to be answered. Mm -hmm. Then a fascinating thing happens that that person can leave that exchange with only a half the information they wanted and then what can happen in the background is a story can be yeah, created yeah. that it completely ruminates mm -hmm. creates negativity that's stored in the body that converts to emotions that converts to you know being stored in the body and instead of the communication style that that person desires this is what the shift was ah I know that I actually need and desire more information on that topic so when I'm speaking to you and if you said something you know that I had a half understanding of actually I'd love a bit more information on that can you share more on that or ask the questions you need to ask and then oh that gives us the information that we yeah. feel safe and secure and we don't need to create the negativity so mm -hmm. that's a way of communication for us number one knowing how we communicate what makes us feel safe and how we ask for that <laughs> from mm. others mm. yeah i love that it reminds me of the conversation i had with chris in a previous episode of this podcast mm. and he was saying just about being curious you know yeah yeah and and that's the thing when you ask questions from that place it's a completely different energetic exchange you know <laughs> yes completely I have an inquisitive mind I'm really curious I'm curious to know more about you you know that makes the other person feel Ooh, yeah. I feel really yeah. special great <laughs> I love that wow so yeah it's amazing you found yourself in Mabisa and you found a community and yeah that's so cool 
Mm. What um, I just wanted to hear more about light language and what um, I love as well that you said you started channeling, channeling like differently. <laughs> and also, it happened in twenty twenty, which was like the big shift, right? Mm-hmm. That's when everything changed. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah, everything changed. Everything in my life changed anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, and light language. You know, I'd love to share about it as well. Thank you for asking. It's a um, beautiful technology for us to receive codes and to explain. And this is my intuitive interpretation of light language. There are many interpretations out there of what it actually is. But what the belief I share with people is it's connecting you to your soul. And that's something that we can all understand because light language can go through every dimension. But when we start to receive it firstly, especially for ourselves, it actually initially will connect with our own soul. And we receive our soul codes. And when we are integrated enough, then when we're in that space, then we'll start to receive from other dimensions and we can start to share that light language with others then. And initially also when someone else may receive light language for the first time, they will hear their own soul codes. You're hearing and receiving on all levels past this 95% earn the 5% of communication into your soul. So that's the easiest way I can describe it. And it's similar to say tongues. A lot of people have heard of Mm. tongues in different Christian or different religious orders. And that would be one energy that flows through that person who's speaking in tongues. That's how that's explained. Whereas light language is beyond. It's all energies that can change always it's very multi-dimensional so you can be receiving from so many different dimensions and energy spaces and your internal spaces of connection as well that are divinely dancing with these universal codes that are coming through so that's a little explanation of it and what's flowing through me when I share light language is sound tone and vibration Mm. so yeah and that's the space that flows through I don't even technically I don't believe it's a language because we, yeah. you know, we created language. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I always found this so interesting that, that it was called light language. I was just like, why is that? But yeah. Yeah, which is so interesting. It resonates so much because we call it language so that we can associate with it mentally. Mm-hmm. But us humans, we created language. We delineated down sound, tone and vibration into language. Oh my word, yeah. Into a program so that we could understand it. So everything had a sound. And I actually was in, yes. And I was working in Ireland recently with the Hawthorne tree, with the beautiful um, woman here. And she was talking about old Irish language, not actually being Gaelic. There's like Om is an older Irish language, a Celtic language. And the sound of a tree. So a tree simply had a sound in Ohm. So if you went even back before that, it had an energetic space that we communicated in. So we were all communicating energetically. 
a tree was not called a tree it had an energetic connection or a sound or a vibration that we all connected with you know we all spoke and communicated we spoke through the sound of telepathy at one stage so this is what we're opening up when we receive light language and this is what is happening to ourself our soul remembers our soul connects to something we don't even know what it's connecting to we're like oh I'm really drawn to that Mm. and that's what we're returning to our original self we're returning to that space where we did communicate through sound tone and vibration and that is what's deeply healing about it because we move past the mental body and for some people there can be resistance massive resistance when they hear light language like I spoke about that people are like that sounds mental it sounds crazy because it's beyond the logical mind yeah oh that can be the first pace of resistance oh yeah no block that out but if we can move past that and receive the codes that are coming through then this is the space the deep healing is allowing our soul self Mm -hmm. our creative self like it enhances your creativity through allowing that right brain to flow. It enhances your soul connection by allowing that space to flow. It enhances even flow as I'm using it within our daily lives. And it's supporting mm. us on this physical level because we receive vibrational healing through sound. Yes. Yeah. So it's, wow. you know, it's beautiful. So we receive the elevation on a deep cellular level. Or we receive the actual DNA activation because it actually activates dormant DNA in the body, which can be activating dormant parts of us in this lifetime. So say for me, I had shut down the light language and then that was reactivated. But personally, what also happened is my dancing evolved. The light now flows through my dance. It also flows through my voice. And there are elements of me that had been shut down in this lifetime. And it's so beautiful. But there's also capacity for it to elevate us into, you know, our fully dimensional self, our multidimensional self by accessing our gifts, accessing our codes, breaking through the programs that can confine us through what we're receiving in this sound, tone and vibration. So this is the technology that we have accessible to us and I share this as a powerful healing for people to receive their own healing and personally I believe everyone has access Mm. to light language and their own light codes and their own way it just depends on how much programming is in place Mm. and how much we Mm. are open to receive yes yes I think that's really important the openness to receive because otherwise it's not it's clo- the doors are closed you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well I feel I have so many questions um but I love what you said and it just yeah it's like in the bible where it's I think it's in the bible where it says in the beginning there was the word and the word isn't just language it's the sound right it's mm-hmm. the vibration it's like everything is this sound everything comes from the vibration so yeah just reflecting on why it's called light language that's why like you said we created language as a structure to understand that the original sound you know mm-hmm. yeah so interesting yeah and the beginning being sometimes they say is the void yeah the beginning yeah. being the void of creation that space that sometimes 
plant medicine brings us to or sometimes trance brings us to or deeper meditation yeah and even in hebrew they don't have a set or a word for god it doesn't have a word because they don't feel there is a word that can yes. encapsulate it yes and this is like the you know so it's when we start to think about spaces of that it's okay maybe we our words are not encapsulating yes everything and perhaps that's the space where we allow yeah. energy and sound yeah. tone and vibration to actually communicate yes ourselves or souls or emotions what we're accessing yeah and not necessarily through words yeah and to lead the way because i feel like sometimes the, actually the words that we use could be actually quite rudimentary compared to this whole other realm you know what i mean and like you said we're now we're basically just activating our full selves you know mm-hmm. this is a whole process so <laughs> i wanted to ask you do you um do you have any idea of where it's coming from I do at times, it depends on what I'm bringing through. So I believe in the universal law of intention is everything. So if I'm bringing through light language specifically for someone, I'll work with their intention that they may want to actually investigate on a deeper level, or I may bring through the intention of love or the intention of calm. And then I will simply trust that the light codes will flow through me from wherever is the highest divine source Mm -hmm. for that person to receive receive ease or receive love, if that's what they need to in that moment. So that can be what I bring through sometimes, or then I can specifically connect with, I work a lot with star races and I work with earth energies. So I may call on a specific guide if intuitively I feel, say, the Palladians may really support this space to bring through joy, or I might connect with like an earth guide to support maybe in a more shamanic space if someone was working with plant medicine or working with me in that more earth energy space. I also work with cacao and rapé that I bring through the light codes with. So that generally is a more earthy Mm space of shamanic healing so yes I can call through specific okay. guidance spaces depending on where I'm in or I call through the intention and I trust mm. that the guides mm. bring through the you know highest divine healing for that person wow yeah um and then the interpretation that you get maybe because I feel like the way we described it, it's not necessarily a direct interpretation into language as we know it, you know? Mm, yes. And this also comes back to the school of thought on this. So some people's belief is that it is not to be translated oh. and it's beyond our logical mind. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of it. That's the healing of it. And I find that beautiful and I really align to that because personally when I'm bringing through the light language I generally allow that to flow I will feel feelings that I know maybe for me or they might be connected to the other person and I also work with mediumship so I bring through messages from other people's guides or deceased members of their family or 
um, connected to them as well. And generally that may come through in the light language space. I'll receive like a vision or a feeling or whatever that is that I'm to receive for that person. So that's for me what can come through in the light language space. But then I've also connected with people who are translating it straight away. They're like, oh, yeah, no, that translates as soon as I'm sharing light language. So they have a different type of connection with it mm-hmm. and beautiful. So I, gotcha. yeah. I, I I don't believe it's a one size fits all. Yeah. Um, I think it's a reflection of us as humans. Also, we are also unique and our connections with any of our gifts are going to be so unique also. Yeah, I think that is so true with so many different things at the moment. It's just not a one size fits all. And it's really that again, we've got these constructs. It's like just really dismantling it all and seeing Mm. it's different color, different shades for different people, you know, Mm -hmm. depending on so many different things. So I've wanted to also ask you about just um, you, as you were saying, you channeling things about raising the collective consciousness and yeah, just your perspective on what's taking place in the world at the moment and uh, mm. where, where we're heading and, you know, yeah. <laughs> big question. What a, what a question. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's a big question. Yeah, and what I feel, um, <laughs> let me take a minute to feel into this actually. Is that we had created such ingrained programs and ingrained societal norms, and it was becoming in a space of wow we are actually going to run ourselves into complete annihilation if we continue in the trajectory that we're in. So I believe something really intense, really stark and really, you know, abrupt needed to happen to allow people the space to reevaluate and the space to reconnect and the space to relearn who they were. So now there is a space after 18 months, two years, where those who were going to wake up or, and I don't like to use the word wake up, those yeah, who were going to bring themselves to deeper internal realization which is a space of awakening to the self yeah were happened during that time because all of the external noise was shut off and it was a space of ah now I'm opening up to this and now I'm realizing so I believe that this was all divinely orchestrated so people would stop people would connect people would open up to themselves to really realize who they were and to create like this balance it was like a rebalancing of this new earth that everyone's speaking about Mm. there needed to be more light to balance the shadow Mm -hmm. and it's always shadow is light light is shadow they cannot exist separately they coexist together 
And I do believe there was more shadow in play, but actually equally the balancing of more light to create that space of opening so that people could really like continue in a more elevated space. Like when I see the amount of people who connect with me who are have opened up to light language, have opened up to their gifts, have opened up and they're like, what the hell is happening? I'm like, I hear you. I've been there. Okay. <laughs> like, but it's okay. This is actually beautiful. You can use these for yourself to really support yourself and to grow. And in turn, when you internally shine your light, it's felt by others around you. Or if you feel that you would like to share your gifts with humanity, because we're all here to connect and grow and support each other, this is how this is possible. Here are the ways that you can share your codes with others. And that's what I believe is happening now. I think we were put into a cocoon for a period of time to allow those to reevaluate internally, to awaken internally and in turn support mm -hmm. to raise the consciousness of humanity. And it just it needed to be drastic for that mm -hmm. to happen. But if you look through history, there's been so many dramatic world events. You look at world yeah. war, the world wars and how they yeah. were, you know, that was absolutely, you know, monumental and abrupt, intense event. So mm -hmm. maybe this will happen many times in our evolution. And the call for us is to really look at ourselves and how we're feeling. Mm -hmm. Do we feel dis-ease within ourselves or do we feel ease? You know, and that's the question, really. If you're feeling dis-ease and you're feeling this space where you're not at peace and there's a constant internal nagging of, I know there's something more. I am not fulfilled. I do not feel peaceful. I'm not content. Listen to that. Listen to that and inquire, maybe with curiosity, as to what's being guided to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So, um, yeah, I've heard that it's almost like a choice point. Either you decide, mm. you know, you're going to go through this transformation or not. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what is your, where do you see this kind of new earth? How do you see it playing out? I feel my interpretation is that we're returning. We're returning to who we were to what we once were and to where we have come from in regards to this whole evolution of our singular lifetime, my lifetime. I'm consistently reworking through my programming and conditioning and my societal norms to really return me to my soul self, the soul that entered this earth as a child, the soul that was free, that was wild, that was open, that was elevated, that was high vibrational, that was, you know, completely in my fullest. Mm. So that's where I see me singularly, but me as a collective and us as one returning wow. to. You know, yeah. this is this is the journey. I'm I'm I can look at myself singular or I can look at all of us yes. connected as one. 
And that's the journey. That's where we're going. We're actually returning continually. And then how practically do you see how, you know, it will outplay, you know, visually or? Practically, I feel there's a call for us all to really allow that, allow others to communicate like we had been chatting about allow others to express themselves Mm. as they want to without judgment allow ourselves to work what we want to work as what fills our soul live where we want to live have community where we want to live you know It, it like also support each other like we used to support each other it takes a village to raise a child it does I'm sure I have not had a child but I see women powerful powerful women I say that who have had children doing it alone and even in a relationship or doing it with the support of community it's so beautiful when we start to open that space of how can I help you how can I support you? Mm-hmm. you know, practically what that mm-hmm. looks like is not us all being so singular and individual and caught up in our own individual busy life. Mm. It also means, oh, how can I connect to others? Can I create community mm-hmm. in a way and support, say someone who does need support with their children or needs support with their business or needs support with, something you know that's I really believe that yeah it's huge I love that again I live in Ireland and you know I was staying with a really good friend of mine and I'm from Ireland I live in Ibiza actually well I'm in Ireland (laughs) now who knows um and beautifully you know this isn't about being in a spiritual community either as it's classed or whatever that looks like he lives out in the country in Galway and that those practices are still there in the country if someone's building something or starting something new they're starting a new business all the local community will help them out someone will you know hang the new curtains the other person will do the plumbing the other person will help and do some of the woodwork for them and vice versa and that yeah that community is still in play Mm -hmm. in that space because it's a rural rural place in Galway but that's what I mean about returning that's that space where that's how it used to be. That's how yeah. communities actually supported each other. Yes. And that's the space of returning. If we're not in that community now, if you're not in that access of rural connections that have loads of, you know, different trades people lying around the place, I get it. But how can you create yeah. that in your own life? If you live in a city yeah. and you live, say, how I was saying I lived in, Dublin at that time and it was in a city and I felt really isolated how can I connect to community then if I have other commitments maybe I have a family and I have children it wasn't accessible to me to move to Ibiza how can I create that community where I am is it connecting with people online do I need to find a community I can join in that city can I offer something to support people that maybe I'll receive support from so practically that's how I see we can continue to create this new earth 
Love that. And then do you see them, you know, both playing out at the same time physically on the earth, you know? Just because <laughs> you know like some of us are going you you said those who have chosen to go to go deeper yeah. within, you know? oh do you mean the people who you feel are maybe not within the yes. new earth and the ones who are yeah within this space yeah thank you for re-explaining that um yeah what i see and believe is that no matter how we communicate, no matter what we believe and what our perception in any reality is, we have a deep knowing. So whether we are classing ourselves as I'm within the new earth, I'm awakening and I'm on this journey, or the person who perhaps is like, what the hell are you talking about new earth? I'm just doing the thing. <laughs> you know? like, what? I'm just doing my thing. I'm just doing my thing. I have enough on. Um, I'm busy, you know. Okay. So I'm mental busy. Okay, I get it. And that's the space of when we are fully connected with ourselves and we're in that space of wholeness and we're in that space of integrated sense within and sense of self. Either way, you know, if the person within this new earth, if we want to put labels and the person not in that new earth, an energetic exchange will happen where the person will realize, wow, that person feels really content. Mm -hmm. They seem really at peace. Mm. And that might just mean there's a beautiful exchange between that person or it may spark a thought in the person who's meant to be busy to go, do you know what? I'm going to ask, what is happening? How come you are so peaceful? I'm not peaceful. And then that's how I believe mm-hmm. it's going to play out. And that's only when someone is ready. None of us that, are yeah. here. You know, yeah, none of us are here to tell someone oh, yeah. that yeah. they don't need to be mental busy. You know, it, this is not a journey of I'm right, you're wrong. This yeah, is a journey yeah. of internal discovery. Yeah. And then whatever flows after that is what is meant to come to you mm. and meant for you to serve you, to serve you always firstly in this lifetime and then perhaps in turn others. Yeah, that's a really great way of explaining it. I love that. What and you earlier you said that the shadow is always with the light. So say for example we're going into this transformation. I don't, I always find this concept really interesting. Do you think that there is a space where we will just be there in the light, or yeah, or why? Mm. You know what I mean? Yes, I do, and it's a space of duality. Yes, of <sighs> yeah, of everything course. in life has yeah. is duality, and light cannot exist without shadow you know masculine cannot exist without feminine day cannot exist without night these are our spaces of duality that are so present in many ways so when I say that you know and I and I remember there was one a time when I was opening up the light that I also felt oh I need to to be in high vibrational all the time and up and you know in this really high joy space and yet that would be ideal but we have a finite amount of 
any sort of emotion that we are attached to if we use only one if we're only in joy and we're only in this light phase we're not whole because we're not actually allowing what we perceive as shadow shadow again is is a label yes oh my word yeah i'm totally feeling that (laughs) yeah you know it's a label it's a construct that we created to give a positive and a negative oh my word it's simply energy it's really energy that's flowing through us that may be perceived as light and dark but it's all of us it's our whole self in expression wow i love that explanation so good and also it's like you like i said it's just it's the label but then it's a duality but when you embrace the duality you get to a completely different experience and Mm. and it's no longer duality yes exactly it's our whole self and it's something that we explained or both of ourselves when i mentioned feeling in a space of wow really intense emotions earlier on this week that i was called and invited to give space to and I could give that space a negative connotation of oh wow I was Mm. so tired so drained all of these negative emotions of you know shame or whatever that we deem as lower emotions leaving me or I can look at that space and go wow how beautiful that Mm. that was gifted to me Mm -hmm. yeah and that space was given to me and I was able to honor myself in that space that if we want to put a label on it shadow space Mm. to allow myself to work through that to feel back in that space in that lighter space and this is the duality space of oh wow but I needed that Mm. journey to feel where I feel today if I did not have that experience I wouldn't be here in this beautiful space of connection with you because there was part of me that needed to be released yes. and let go of love that and I'm just as you were talking and just understanding basically you know the way that you described it happening by just communicating with people whichever timeline they're choosing this is also a way that the you know the darkness can is also coming into the light because it's almost mm-hmm. like you say it's a hole and that in the darkness that maybe some p- people might not necessarily see the light and it's mm-hmm. same as in the light some people might not see the darkness so it's like in that way of um yeah communicating that's the way that it will take place that so there might be a complete transformation within it yeah. yes completely the like shadow will bring us to our lighter selves if but if we continue to suppress that if we continue to suppress yes that aspect of us we will never allow that you to see the light to be released and that's the journey that's continue us through this yes yeah totally Mm. amazing thank you i know you have to shoot off now so um yeah, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I guess we maybe do not don't have time to do a little light language. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
Yeah, which is beautiful. This conversation flowed exactly as it was meant to. Okay. But I can actually share um, a transmission with you afterwards if you want to pop that up whenever you share the okay. recording that people can connect to if they haven't experienced light language before. It could yeah, be a beautiful okay. space for them to connect to. Yeah, that would be amazing. Mm. Thank you. What an amazing conversation. I feel like, wow, just so much. You know, it's just like fills in the gaps. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I um, love the way that you see it and the way you've explained it as well. It's, I don't know, it's very grounding, you know, mm. very just like, well, this is what's happening here now, you know. Yeah. Sometimes these concepts and everything, it can be quite confusing. <laughs> I hear you so much, Jess, and thank you for attaching the word grounding to it, because that I feel is my work, that bridge mm. between these light energies to bridge this gap that makes it seem so out there and to ground it so people can connect to it and can find some understanding of it. And that's the space of difference and the space that I bring that relatability to people. So I would share if anyone feels they did relate to anything I've said and would like to connect. Yeah. Um, Instagram is the best place to connect with me. I am Clarity, so C-L-A-I-R-I-T-Y, Light Activation on Instagram. Yeah, I'll put the um, in Oh, fab, amazing, thank yeah. you. And I also feel to share a lot of what we spoke about on today's podcast interestingly was the connection of the physical the emotional the mental the spiritual bodies and then to elevate into the light body so that is an online course that I'm actually giving at the moment and yeah it's been so powerful I just finished a six-week online course with a beautiful group where we work with one of the bodies every week super practical I give so many different tools and techniques and ways that you can support each of the bodies and and like actually implement them into your everyday in this more relatable grounded way and each week then you receive a transmission from me like a light code transmission which will integrate each of those bodies and then once they are integrated in the final week then we move into this light body space Mm -hmm. but only when there's the understanding and only mm. when you have the practical tools and the space each week to actually integrate and learn yes. and expand these bodies. So it's a really mm. powerful transformative journey that I bring people on for the six weeks. So I feel to share it because there's another one starting on okay. June 21st. That's it. <laughs> what is the light body space? Is it just the um, encompassing of all of the other bodies? Yes, it's the, our light body space is our whole self. It encompasses everything. Like you mentioned, the chakras, the auric field, mm-hmm. the Merkabas. It actually enca- encapsulates our personality self. It encapsulates our child, inner child self. It's the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. It's all of us. It's like our multidimensional self in a cocoon of light. <laughs> that is or light body. And once we start to really connect with that, that's when we receive these higher vibrations. This is when we receive the space of, oh my God, I feel effing amazing and I don't even know why. Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I love that. Great. 
this is it. And then this is where we can operate from. We can operate from that really high vibrational space Mm -hmm. when we are connected to the light body. But Mm -hmm. until we look at the other areas, Mm -hmm. that's the space then that we must integrate them. So this is the journey that I bring people on. And it's a super just potent journey to allow people who may be curious you know it's not for say someone who's particularly you know on that spiritual journey for a really long period of time it's maybe for those who are opening and curious and wondering I know there's more what is going on this is this space as well sounds amazing and so uh, uh, yeah it makes so much sense (laughs) um (laughs) Thank you so much. I'd, I'd like to end on this question, if you don't mind. Just, of course. Um, that I ask people just, yeah, what does freedom mean to you? Ooh, yes. Freedom <laughs> is internal peace. Yeah. Mm, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is the journey. <laughs> oh, thank you so much thank you so much for sharing your journey and especially the transformation that you've gone through recently and it's just amazing to see that how the activation has just really opened you up and or everything that comes along with it as well like the um yeah i can't remember that term yeah not feeling like you know you said that you saw someone else who've been doing it for years and just like but sometimes that's how it happens it's a spontaneous thing and then that's yeah. just your gift and that's what you have to offer <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so amazing <laughs> i feel like i have so much more to talk about but we'll save that for another time <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> thank you so much Mm, so welcome sister thank you for opening this portal of light and magic and beautiful space for someone like me to share my story and share my light and I really want to honor you for creating that pathway for me and others so thank you sister Mm, thank you thank you so much thank you Thank you so much for listening to this episode and to this podcast. We hope that you can gain many insights through the art of listening. If you haven't already, we would love it if you can follow us on YouTube, on Instagram, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if that feels right for you. We've also just launched our first online course, Awakening 101 the ninja's guide to navigating your spiritual awakening which is led by me and is offered by a donation so if you feel called to that then please dive in it's available via our website thank you